0: Do you hear that sound? Yes, that is the real sound of the waves crashing against the bay. But it's not just any bay, it's a Baywatch because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen. And I'm Morgan Thrapp. And, uh, Morgan, this is, um, an episode. It technically is, yes. Technically, this is an episode (laughs) of television. Uh, It is. Is it a good one? Mm. I I
1: think this might be the highest ratio of, like, montage and music video that we've had to actual episode content in in quite a
0: while. Yes, yes. Uh, It is full of that. Yeah. And it's full of nothing mm-hmm. else. Um, and what it does have is just bullshit. Yeah. No, it's not great. But it's not like racist. hmm It's sexist. Yes. But it's not racist. Yes. And I, God, I can't believe I'm like, racism <laughs> is worse than sexism. So, you know, it gets a higher. It's not that. It's not like that. Um, but what it is like is Baywatch season four episode 13 the red knights which is this episode Mm -hmm. in case you didn't know and it was written by elroy schwartz who was one of the head writers for gilligan's island and the brother of its creator sherwood schwartz Mm. so if it sounds like an old person wrote this an old person wrote this about old people yeah that makes sense yep this is his last writing credit um his last credit before this was The Munsters Today. So, huh, yeah, old people stuff. Yeah, Note, although two years prior to this episode, the pilot episode, and yes, the pilot episode of Gilligan's Island aired. Wow. Two years because it was never sh- it was shown once or oh. like off for 30 years. And so they finally aired it in 92. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, so this was directed by Cliff Bull, and it aired January 24th, 1994. Let's talk about some guest stars. Uh, Glenn R. Wilder plays Corky Calhoun. Um, I kind of love that name. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Calhoun. Amazing last name. It's a good last name. Yeah. He's a pretty prolific actor. He did a lot of random bit roles, like playing Herd Fitch. Ooh. And an episode of Swamp Thing, <laughs> you are amazing. Have you ever heard the Swamp, Th- Swamp Thing theme song? No. It's the song Wild Thing, but oh. they redid the lyrics <laughs> to Swamp Thing, you are amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> Holy shit. You, ha- you have to look it up. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Um, he also did a lot of stunt work. Mm -hmm. Usually people only do stunt work or acting, I find, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he did both, and he wrote Master Blaster, where a paintball tournament goes from a fun, exciting weekend to an exercise in survival when someone starts killing the competitors. Don't know why you'd kill people over a paintball tournament.
1: Yeah, I mean... I'm assuming it's some sort of thing where, like, they already wanted to murder one of the players and this was a good cover or something. I don't know. Mm. Mmm.
0: Well, can you suggest an alternate idea?
1: Um... Uh, it turns out that um, two of the people in this game are rival heads of paintball manufacturing companies, Ooh. and it's actually a false flag sabotage operation to make the other company look bad. But what they don't realize is that both of them modified the other company's guns to be lethal, and now
0: they're both going to take the PR hit. Your talents are wasted in tech. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, (laughs) you should be writing movies. Yeah, they should be making these these ideas. (laughs) Well, hey, mm -hmm. if anyone's a
1: film producer and wants to, you know, give me like, I don't know, seven hundred thousand dollars to make a movie, I'll take it. I probably won't make the movie, but I'll sure as hell try and definitely not spend all of that money on myself. Wink.
0: I mean, it's probably a given considering that's cheap for a movie yeah so like how are we you gonna make <laughs> that with only only seven hundred thousand dollars I know it's almost a student film at that point I know well the nice thing is we're out of
1: the union zone for LA so I can get cheaper crew and cast. Ah, that's right. And we're right next to Vancouver mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. you could just shoot there. They are like, starting shoot. to uh, offer some more tax credits for filming in Seattle with the intent of drawing some of the business Ooh. away from Vancouver. So maybe, hey. maybe they'll actually film uh, Sonic
0: 3 here then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I want to be on set with Sonic. Yes. The real Sonic, who is definitely real and not CGI. Mm-hmm. Um Everyone, I need you to know it is my life's goal to meet Sonic. Yeah. And if that means a person in a Sonic the Hedgehog costume, then that counts. I just All right. need to meet Sonic. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um, now, the other thing for Glenn Wilder is that he was also a second unit director on some films, like Cop and a Half, starring <laughs> Burt Reynolds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Is 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 Burt Reynolds a cop whose partner is a child?
0: Yes. What? <laughs> so the plot is after witnessing a murder, a young boy named Devin refuses to testify unless he is given the chance to be a policeman. Oh, so they make him a police.
1: I thought I was joking. <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's kind of implied by cop and a half. Like it has to be like a child,
1: right? I mean, I don't know. I feel like they could have gone with like someone who retired but is helping out on the case, or like I mean, I assume no, no,
0: they would have called that like bad cop, old cop, bad cop, you know? <laughs> or like not your daddy's cop.
1: Ooh, oh man,
0: I would watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. Amazing. Yes. Not your daddy's cup, but done in the way that I said it. Yes. Uh, not your daddy's cup. Perfect. <laughs> uh, love Pride Month. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, next up, Greg Gunberg plays the nightclub host, who has the only funny line in this entire episode. Um, he is known for a lot of things that mean nothing to me, and I will list them. Okay. He played Eric Weiss and Alias. Oh, sure. Matt Parkman in Heroes. Yes. Temin Snap Wexley in the new Star Wars movies. George Lucas still on his shit with names. Yeah. <laughs> and Phil
1: in A Star is Born. Okay. Yeah, I, I know him from Heroes because I was obsessed with that show when it first aired. I I didn't have any of the
0: Like, it was on HBO,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I torrented it. Sure. I mean, I... <laughs>
0: I could have back in the day, but I wasn't really looking to torrent that back in 2009. nine eight. I think somewhere on there. Yeah. Like that. It was, that was past when season one came out, I
1: think. Right. Uh, I forget. I, I got into it during season one cause a bunch of my friends were super into it. Um, cause that's the good season, right? Yes. It's the only good season. Um, but yeah, I, I, I remember enjoying season one. Um, and then see what happened after season one. So season, why did it get bad? Season two happened during the writer's strike that was in the oh, late 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And so they only had like half a season written um, and they were just like, fuck it. It's going to air. And they introduced a whole bunch of new characters and just kind of went nowhere for the entire season And they introduced a new character Who was like stupidly overpowered Like he was like immortal He was basically Superman Um, And then after season 2 They spent the first half Of season 3 Erasing all of season 2 And just retconning it all And making it not matter Um, And then the second half of season three, they were like, hey, remember all those characters you liked from season one? None of them matter anymore. Here's a carnival with a whole bunch of new people with heroic superhero Uh, abilities. Uh, Now, halfway through season three is the right time to introduce an entirely new cast. Right. Um, And it it wasn't. And and
0: I stopped watching at that point because I just that sounds aggravating. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. so that makes a lot more sense now why people didn't like it, because, you know, why would you especially on season three? Why would you be like all the like actors of this hit show don't matter anymore? Yeah,
1: they were all still in it, but they all got relegated to like B plot status. Like it was all about the carnival and like occasionally we would check in with someone from season one. From what I remember, isn't Um,
0: it? But like. How does that work when wasn't the most important character Hayden Pantier? Yes. Um, But they just are like, uh, she doesn't matter anymore.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think somewhere in season two, they like resolved her arc and they were like, "Eh, we saved the cheerleader. So we saved the world. Um, And now we don't have to worry anymore. And then there was like earthquakes that were being caused by an overabundance of power or something i forget <laughs> it got very stupid i don't i truly do not remember much of season
0: three that was i okay so just random flashbacks to not talk mm-hmm. about this episode that mm-hmm. was around the same time weeds was also popular i think yes right? yeah, yeah yeah it definitely was because i was watching that, was that on too the, that was also a show that didn't it also have like a few good seasons and a bunch of bad seasons. Yep. At the end of season
1: three. Um, uh, what's her name? The lead Nancy. Yeah, Nancy. Um, during all of season three, she's been like there's been like the Mexican cartel in the background who are like noticing that she's selling a lot of weed at this point. Um, and then at the end of season three, they burn down her entire town and force her and her family to move to Mexico under cartel rule where she's like trapped and forced to sell drugs for them. And, um, it doesn't work because that's not the tone of the show. And they tried to keep the original tone of like light, goofy stoner comedy, um, but also there was the very real threat that any of them could get murdered by the Mexican cartel at any minute. Um, yeah. And it was feel just like that's,
0: awful. That's like, I couldn't imagine the inverse, which is like Breaking Bad, but, but now like Curly Mo, and Larry are there <laughs> <Right>. or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would just ruin it all. Yeah. Yeah. No, it got very stupid. It was a weird time for TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the writers' strike especially did it. But I just realized today that Community started that same year, mm-hmm. 2009, and it doesn't feel. It feels newer to me than yeah. 2009. Um, especially, I don't see it as like. Well, maybe it got its chance because of the writers' strike. That's possibly it. You know. Uh, well, they because did. I I forget which season it was of Community that
1: did happen during the writers' strike. Um, and then they retconned that season by saying that the school had had a gas leak for that entire that year. That was season four. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. season
0: four. Um. That was, that was later. It, oh, yeah. That was. I guess that must have just been when. No, that was because Harmon left. Right. Harmon. Right, right. Or Harmon got like fired.
1: I yeah, it was. it was when Harmon was going through one of his many, uh, phases where he was a
0: giant asshole. Um. Yeah, yeah. Shock. Maybe he's just a giant asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they got rid of him, and then so they had the gas leak season, and then he right. came back, and then it ended. Right, right. And then they and that was also, aired season th-
1: six on on the Yahoo streaming service. Yeah,
0: <laughs> whatever. The fuck that. Yeah, is that was also the same time though, um, where Doctor Horrible sing along blog mm-hmm. came out. Oh yeah, and all of my friends were obsessed. Oh, Doctor Horrible. Um, and we're all like, "Oh my god!" Well, I wasn't a Buffy guy, Same. so I, I I never watched it. So which I want to, uh, but I was like, "Oh man, this Josh Whedon guy's super talented." Look right? At, let's look at this thing. Oh Neil yeah, Patrick Harris. Oh my! Like it really boosted Neil Patrick Harris because I think that was before. Was that before How I Met Your Mother or during? I, I, forget. Don't I don't get
1: really, I was really roughly watch. the same time period. I watched the first, like, five seasons of How I Met Your Mother. I loved it at the time, and boy, has it not aged well.
0: Um, <laughs> really? Oh, because of the Barney character?
1: Uh, Barney to some extent, but he was always, like, he was always meant to be a little bit of a parody of toxic masculinity. Um, it mm. just wasn't a super good parody. No, the real problem is Ted. He's just, like... This whiny, super entitled nice guy who just like, yeah, oh, it's real bad. Um, But yeah, Yeah, no, that doesn't sound fun. Dr. Horrible was my shit for years. Like I, I had one of the songs from it as my like alarm on my phone for ages. Oh, nice. Um, Which one? uh, Laundry Day. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was peak like. Me and the rest of the internet having a crush on Felicia Day, like oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, that was, I remember yeah, that era well. <laughs> people were getting into the guild, mm-hmm. and then uh, Nathan. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, Nathan Fillion!" And then after that, he went on to Castle, and everyone yep. was like, "Oh my god!" And at the same time, was like. Uh, our friend Joe introduced us to to Firefly, mm-hmm. uh, and we're like, oh my god, Nathan Fillion's in this too? Yep. Wow, what isn't he in, you know? And and another Joss Whedon show. Yeah, he was in My Two Dads, or what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, another Joss Whedon show. Oh my god, what what can't this guy do? Mm-hmm. Apparently it's treat women well. Yeah, yep. Yeah, shock. Um, very, very sh- big shock. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shocks- Maybe, you know, Greg Gumberg from (laughs) things like 2020's Max Reload and the Nether Blasters or. Wow. Yeah, I know. Or even 2020's Burning Dog. Both of these movies (laughs) are about video games. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, no, it's not about literally burning a dog. It's about literally video games. (laughs) Um, He's also, I guess, head of like this epilepsy foundation, Hmm. um, which is interesting now. Uh, I have some more to talk about, but first, Morgan, you have some people to tell us about. I do.
1: I'm going to talk about two of our main red knights in this episode. Um, the first man I'm going to talk about is Robert Colbert. Um, I, I looked it up, and his name is not pronounced Colbert, as most people Aww. with that surname are pronounced. It's Robert Colbert, which is—I I enjoy it. It's very pleasant to say. Yeah. Um But he plays Cliff Odom in this episode, and he is, you know, much like a lot of these guest actors we get on Baywatch, um, you know, he'd been working since the 60s. He basically spent his whole career as an extra or doing like minor roles on just an enormous amount of big name shows of the 60s, 70s and all the way through the 80s Um the one really interesting tidbit I did find about him was that, uh, he was cast to replace James Garner in Maverick. Um, interesting, but he only filmed two episodes because Warner brothers told him that their plan was to dress him exactly the same as Garner. And James Garner's character was named Brett and they were going to name him Brent. Um, And wait, what's the is that a T versus two T's? uh, An N versus Brent, B-R-E-N-T versus Brett. Um, Okay. Yeah. And put him in the same hat and like all of this kind of shit. And he was basically like, this is stupid. I'm just going to get compared to James Garner, who is a better actor than me. Don't do this. Uh, So they they only put him
0: in two episodes. They they say that's stupid. But let me tell you. That is like a cornerstone of pro wrestling storyline <laughs> right there of wow we just recast this guy as someone else hey that doesn't look like him mm-hmm. i wonder why <laughs> classic they should do that more like imagine just imagine if like l- let me think like um what if they took uh okay every Ryan Reynolds movie mm-hmm. right and replaced him with, um, oh my god, who's the comedian that nobody likes from the mid two thousands? I mean, that's a lot of people. <laughs> no, there, okay, there was there was, he was the guy who looks like Ryan Reynolds who stole jokes from everybody. Oh shit, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. Okay, wait, now I have to Google this because yes. otherwise it's gonna guy who looks like Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> <Guy> <laughs> who looks like Ryan. Reynolds. I, I hope this gives me something good. Uh, wow, there are a lot of people in Hollywood who look like Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> That's apparently. kind of his whole thing, is that he just looks very generic. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was mistaken for this actor at local pizza parlor, and he won't correct them.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Gosling. Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds says he gets mistaken for, for Ben Affleck. Uh Will Farrell? What? <laughs> not at all. Rob Kelly. What? No. no. Um god, these are some weird weird things people are comparing him to. But you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? There's that comedian, right? I'm I'm not sure. Okay, wait. Now I'm going to do this for real. Comedian who looks like Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God, this doesn't help at all. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so back in the mid-2000s, there were two comedians who were really hated. There was the puppet guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the racist puppet guy. Um, And then- Jeff Foxworthy.
1: Not Jeff Foxworthy. No, 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 sorry. Um, Fuck.
0: Jeff Dunham? No. No. It's- Okay, puppet- Racist guy.
1: Yeah, it uh, was okay. Jeff
0: Dunham. I uh, was Je- okay. Yeah, Jeff Dunham. Okay, so now we're gonna look at comedian who stole jokes. Right? Uh, it's not Carlos Mencia. It is. It's okay. No, it's I. I just okay. Now I found an article uh, from <laughs> Cracked of fifteen comedians who allegedly stole jokes. Uh, let's see. Not what he, Dane Cook. Oh, Sorry. yes. Okay, so now the whole point of this joke, what if they replaced every Ryan Reynolds movie and they put Dane Cook in the role? Yeah. Now it's less funny because I spent all the time searching.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Back to this guy. Robert Colbert. uh, This is actually the first of two appearances on Baywatch. He will come back exactly one season later for season five, episode 13 Uh, for his final on-screen appearance ever before he died. As the same character? Uh, you know what? I actually didn't check. Um, but I believe so. Um, and then the other of the Red Knights who we're going to talk about is Michael Green, who played Bud Gates. Um... Who, I mean, it's a very similar story to Robert Colbert. He started in the 60s and mostly did a lot of bit parts on various like sitcoms and dramas and soap operas and movies and things. Um, And this is actually two of his um, more notable roles are things like um, he was in Lord of the Flies and he was in Batteries Not Included are two of the bigger names that stuck out to me in flipping through his work. Um, and he will also be back on Baywatch later in this run, but he will not be back until season seven. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just not a lot of information out there on either of these people that I could
0: find. There's not a lot of information on Baywatch period. Yeah, it's true. But with that, Morgan, we have one last thing to talk about before we get into the episode. Sure, Morgan, this is the last series And podcast appearance of Richard Jekyll as Ben. Sure is. Now, having played two characters on Baywatch, (laughs) having played Ben and in our first episode in the pilot movie, Al, Mm -hmm. um, who blew up. And yeah, that's it. That's all we care about. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He would not act again after this uh, because he would pass away three years later mm-hmm. of melanoma. Mm. Um, so he passed away in 97. Uh, of note, he passed away at the Motion Picture and Television Hospital on Mulholland Drive. Oh. This is owned by a charity hmm. that offers assistance to those in the industry and their families who have limited or no resources.
1: Interesting. It's really cool. Yeah, so they no, offer. That's cool.
0: They offer therapy, uh, residential assistance. Um, I think they also offer, uh, like, uh, I don't know what you call it other than like food bank kind of related activities. Sure, sure. And they have a hospital. Mm. Now, the whole charity, th- they have a governing body, and it's a bit odd. Mm-hmm. They have a board of directors, board of governors, and something called the Next Gen Board of Governors. Hmm. So. The board of directors includes people like George Clooney, Hot Koch, who was the uh, who used to be a president of the Academy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the board of governors includes Tony Goldwyn, Greg Berlanti, the director, J.J. Abrams, Christopher Nolan, John Wells, who's the developer of the show Shameless. And then 50 Cent. Oh, Um, just randomly. (laughs) Sure. Uh, As for the next gen, the only name you recognize is Yvette Nicole Brown. Oh, sure, sure. Unity. Um, but if you look at the, they have a list on Wikipedia, of the people who've been there, who've, who've been, who've used the charity. Mm-hmm. It's a long list. You'll find someone. Um, it's incredibly long. Uh, but, yeah, it's really weird. Richard Jekyll was, like, he's won an Academy Award for yeah. Best Supporting Actor. And you would not be able to know it from anything he's done in Baywatch. Yeah, no. He's, like, god-awful yeah. um, in this show. Like and sometimes it doesn't feel like it's the writing. It feels like his heart isn't in it, so he doesn't try at all. hmm You know? Yeah. Like I'm I hate to say it, I'm not sad to see Ben go. Yeah, no,
1: I'm really not either. He he really just sleepwalks through so many of these episodes.
0: Yeah, I I, I hate to say it, I rather would have had Monty Markham as, as Captain Thorpe.
1: Yeah and ben. Listen, I didn't love Captain Thorpe, but at least Monty Markham was sure giving it his all in every episode. He was giving it his disco
0: duds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, Mm -hmm. I mean, here's a, you know, a main character finally leaving the show. Uh, Salute to you, Ben. We never gave a shit about you. Mm -hmm. And with that, Morgan, take us into our send off.
1: Yeah, let's do it. We start off with uh, Bud and Cliff on some wave runners, and they sure wish they had these as kids because it would have made life a lot easier. Um, but then we cut to Matt and Summer, speaking of kids these days, who yell at some water skiers that they're too close. Matt does not believe Summer at first, but then eventually is like, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, but then There's uh-oh. no point to that. <laughs> no, it was it was so dumb. Um, It's like, it's just continuing the point that
0: they are horrible for
1: each other. Mm -hmm. And it's just this entire episode felt like padding. Like, not just this was a filler episode, but even within the episode, everything was
0: filler. Um, Oh, my God. There's there's a scene later where my note is I will describe this in one sentence. I've saved you five minutes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I know exactly the one you're talking about. Um, Probably. (laughs) Yeah. but then the the water skiers crash because they get distracted by the yelling, um, and then one of uh, Bud and Cliff I forget which one yells looks like the mustard came off those hot dogs, and they go and rescue
0: <laughs> those two water skiers. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, I, maybe it's like are the are the are the skiers they're hot yellow. Morning oh
1: yeah yeah makes sense now yes it just was it's one of uh i think three lines in this that i have written down because they were so just wild oh i guess only two but still um that was looks like the mustard came off those hot dogs is some good baywatch writing i wish we had more <laughs> yes. of that kind of shit like yes that would be so much better um but they uh then go rescue the two water skiers um they
0: rescue them and they do a a thing i'm not sh- look we're not lifeguards mm-hmm. but they do cpr in the water yeah i was confused by that as well i was like i mean they're the original lifeguards i mean i guess we should trust them they invented lifeguarding mm-hmm. the first lifeguards ever some say jesus was a lifeguard you know <laughs> some say uh, um, Hammurabi, yeah. Hammurabi's code, all based on lifeguarding. Mm-hmm. He would be there in, in ancient Ur in the Mesopotamia, Absolutely. in uh, the Fertile yeah. Crescent. He'd be, he'd be looking out of his tower, going, Do I see any hot babes today here on the Fertile Crescent? Are <laughs> I, I, I'm struggling because I don't want to make this any hornier of a joke. <laughs> um, I already said Fertile Crescent twice, mm-hmm. and uh. Yeah, now I've exhausted the joke. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But yeah, after this, um, we go back to the headquarters where all of our lifeguards are setting up for the reunion of the Red Knights. And Ben tells them about how he used to be a part of the Red Knights, who were the original lifeguards, Um, which which makes it sound like they're a much older group than they actually are, because I'm pretty sure lifeguards have existed for more than 60 years. I guess they're the original ones at Baywatch. Right, which also still seems weird to me if I'm being honest, but maybe, I, maybe I, it's not.
0: weird. Maybe it was they were the first county lifeguards, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe they were they or they were privatized before. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? Um, another thing in the scene I want to point out is mm-hmm. Mitch sees a giant hat. Yes. And uh, Asavi wore them on his first day of surfing Safari, yes. which is a reference to the song Surfing Safari by the Beach Boys, mm. which I want to throw this out there. There is nothing I want more from this show than a Beach Boys cameo. But God, yeah. it's all themed around the mid eight, uh, like the mid 60s, non surfing stuff. <laughs> uh, and then everyone gets really fucking high. Yeah, That's I mean, what I that watch. would be great. I would watch that. Right. That is basically it's the Gilligan's Island episode, but with the Beach Boys and their high. That's I, mean, what I want. yes, please. I, I would watch that. I want that. I do think they actually, there is an episode of this show with the Beach Boys, but it's like, oh, the 90s Beach Boys. So right. it's like Mike Love mostly. And you're like, get the fuck off my screen. I don't want to see you. <laughs> you suck.
1: Um, but after this, uh, Ben's niece, Annie, shows up because she is very pregnant and locked herself out of the house and can't remember where the spare key is. Um, and Mitch just spends a bunch of time as, like
0: rubbing her belly. I wrote it as she locked out herself out of her house and simultaneously found herself pregnant. <laughs> but yeah, Mitch rubs her belly and predicts it's a boy. Mm-hmm. Morgan, how would how would he know this? Yeah, that's a good question. He says it multiple times in this so, scene. M- Morgan, I'm going to throw out a hypothetical here mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to, to maybe method your this situation. Oh, here. sure. Sure. Um, uh, um, you put your hand on a pregnant belly mm-hmm. and then you do some of your Morgan threat magic. <laughs> we all know, we all know what we're talking of course, about course, Of here. course, of course. Of course. And you're able to predict that it's a boy. Um, how did you do it?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to assume that when I touched the belly, I was able to see... Um, all possible futures, but only the possible futures where the couple has a disastrous
0: gender reveal party. Um, and from there, I was able to extrapolate. Ooh, ooh, man, I would love to see early 90s gender reveal parties. Oh, man. They sound like a riot. Everyone just dresses up in like
1: color blocked jackets where like whatever the largest color block
0: is is the gender of your child or something. I don't know. Yeah, so so wait, the chi- the gender isn't pre decided. It's decided by whatever clothes people Ooh. Love. Yes, I like that plan. So it's like some people have pink, some people have blue. Like there's one dude who has two tone pink and blue and he's like <laughs> the middle deciding factor. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, Looks like we got more pink. And you're like it's a girl now <laughs> Honestly, I feel like Okay, new idea. Mm-hmm. It's called a gender reveal party. Yes. Not because you're finding out what gender they are, but which gender you want to assign them. Mm. I'm not sure Thoughts. I follow. <laughs> oh, because because you're like, I, I can't decide. I so see. I see. Instead, you have all of your friends and family pick for you mm. by coming over in clothing. Yeah. Oh, that could work. Right. And that way you get to play God a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. And that just makes every everyone feel good. Yeah. Uh, to have that much power. Um, <laughs> now, uh, second idea is never let me do ideas. <laughs> um, because that was a bad idea.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what else is a bad idea? Having to continue talking about this Baywatch episode, but let's keep doing
0: it anyway. Yeah. Um then oh wait actually mm? we we want to say that so um, Ben apparently thinks that if the baby is near the surf then oh yes there'll be a lifeguard later uh huh yes I don't know how that necessarily works <laughs> is that like every water birth becomes a merman or some like is that
1: I mean like if, you're, if you're on the beach try.
0: Right. If you're on the beach, you become a lifeguard. If you give birth in water, you become a merman. Mm. If you give birth in the jungle, you're Tarzan. If you give birth in, like, a corporate tech office, you become CEO of Amazon. <laughs> like, is that how that works? <laughs> if you give, he
1: ended up, if you he give, give birth me. on Atlantis, you became Jason Momoa. Oh,
0: yeah. And if you give birth in, like, I don't know. Let me think here. If you give birth in, like, the Garfield Eats restaurant, you become Jared Leto. <laughs> you become a lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Jared Leto is a lasagna. No, that's, that's insult. insulting to lasagna. Oh yeah, okay, that's you know what? <laughs> you're right.
1: When you're right, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, but at this point we leave the headquarters and Stephanie and Mitch try and figure out why Ben isn't excited to
0: meet his old friends. Um, yeah, I don't know how they're not able to figure this out. Like, yeah. Stephanie uses her witch powers mm-hmm. and is like, I don't think Ben was excited. And so Mitch says, it's his arthritis. Yeah. Sure. Um, I They reveal later in the episode that none of this is due to arthritis. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know what the, like, you know he doesn't have arthritis. Well, I mean, he might have arthritis. We don't it's know for It's not the sure. reason. Yes, I agree with that. Right? So, like. It just feels weird to be like, well, maybe he's got that cane. And they keep talking about an accident. And that accident is arthritis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they reveal later it's not. So I'm like, why did you bring up the arthritis? Yeah. You could just say his hip is acting up.
1: Yeah, no, that would make a lot more sense. Um, but <laughs> yeah. then Matt shows up and tells them that the Red Knights are here and they just saved someone. And they all talk about how Bud was such a legend and he's competed with Ben. Uh, then we cut to Jackie's place where she's telling Summer that she got a gig singing at the Bahama
0: Mama. Um, now, now, yes. now, a few things. Mm-hmm. First off, I'm to understand that this is a cocktail, right, Morgan? The Bahama Mama? Yeah. Uh, not that I've ever heard of. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you what this cocktail is then. Okay. Along with some other information. Sure. So, uh, the Bahama Mama, from all recipes, Mm -hmm. is one half half fluid ounce rum, Mm -hmm. one half fluid ounce coconut flavored rum, as well. Sure. One half fluid ounce grenadine. Okay. one One ounce orange juice, one ounce pineapple juice, one cup crushed ice.
1: Hmm. I mean, it doesn't sound terrible. It sounds like a pretty basic tiki
0: drink. Yeah, it's a, it's a tiki drink. There's a picture of it. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe at your next birthday, we'll do Bahama Mamas. Yeah, you never know. You never know. So as well, I tried looking for this bar. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to know, can I go to Bahama <laughs> Mamas? Can I get a gig at Bahama Mamas? Doing what? I don't know. So here's what <laughs> I found. Sure. There is one... In the Caribbean, sure. There's a Bahama Mama hair salon in Redmond, Washington. Sure. There's a BBQ Bahama Mamas in L.A. Uh, the it's in uh, Florence Graham. One in Falmouth, Cornwall, England. Sure. Which is a bar. One in Hoboken, New Jersey. The Bahama Mama Getaway, which is an all-inclusive getaway for Fourth of July. And then lastly, we have our most likely contender Mm -hmm. is the Bahama Mama's Bar in Moreno Valley, California. That does sound likely. It's a bit of a drive from Malibu. It's a city over. So Mm -hmm. that's east of L.A., east of Riverside, south of San Bernardino. Mm -hmm. I found them on Foursquare. (laughs) And there's a guy named Carlton Moss who has, according to Foursquare, been there over 100 times. Wow. And he has left tons of reviews, and I'd like to read some of them for you. Mm -hmm. Um, First one is, great bartenders who know how to pour a drink and not bad on the eyes either. Mm -hmm. The next one, great place to watch football. Lots of TVs. (laughs) The next one is, Thursdays are an ass man's dream. Oh, no. I don't like that. (laughs) Then he says, great people, good drinks. What else can I say? Well, I don't know, man, but you kept reviewing this place for (laughs) two more years. So it seems like you had quite a bit to say. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It just seems like a dive. Yeah. You know, but it's not. So they revealed that this place is in Hermosa Beach, Mm -hmm. which is in L.A. So it's not that Bahama Mama's, Uh, unfortunately. Damn. So that Bahama Mama's does not exist. We can't go there. Uh, and would we want to? Jackie says it's seedy. So, like, I don't know if I want to go to a seedy bar, yeah. Like Morgan. Yeah. No, like I, I definitely have never gone to a dive bar and love dive bars. Right. Exactly. There's nothing redeeming about getting <laughs> food and drinks at a potentially reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I just started rewatching It's Always Sunny. Mm hmm. Um, And I picked up where I left off years ago, which was season eight. Sure. And, or or maybe it's season nine, whatever. And the first episode I get back to is the one where uh, there's, like, a bar, uh, like a top bars award. Mm. And so they go and they visit other bars. Yes. And be like, what what do these bars have? Mm. And then they just completely, like, fuck up the whole process. Um, And honestly... I I kind of like most of the other bars that they go to a lot. <laughs> um, just an aesthetic, but I know they would be super expensive. Yeah. Right. And Patty's Pub would be cheap as shit. Oh, for
1: sure. No, I, I quite like that episode, especially how much they don't even attempt to hide that. It's just them being like, hey, what the fuck? Why has our show never
0: won an award? Um, yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And they do that, accentuate it with with charlie doing a musical number that's really good and they're yes. just like oh fuck this this sucks throw, <laughs> throw them downstairs uh-huh yeah love it uh, anyways yeah anyways jackie says wow what a woody and i thought this was a dick joke yes
1: i've never heard a car called a woody before um i didn't know that was a thing But uh, yeah, the uh, the Red Knights are here and they're all unpacking their surf gear near Jackie's restaurant. Um, Oh, and also she told Summer not to tell anyone about her singing gig at Bahama Mama, because if there's anyone she knows in the audience, she'll get really nervous and her voice will be bad. Um, But then Jackie says that Ben must not want to meet his friends because look at how much energy energy they all have. And he still has to use a cane. Um, yeah, that seems shitty. Yeah, no, it seemed really shitty uh, while I was watching the episode, and it seems shitty now as well. But after this, we go back to the headquarters where the Red Knights are unpacking their gear in front, and Ben comes out and hides his cane behind behind his back, and the Red Knights invite him to come surf with them, and he's like, no, they're working me like a dog here. I'm just too busy to surf. Um, And that's it's kind like- of the whole scene. The scene goes on way
0: too long. Yes. So long. And and I just love the idea that he's hiding his cane, but like you can see the cane. Yeah, no, it's not hide it's not hidden very well. Right. Exactly. Like, they're not dumb. Right. They're old. Not <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Um but This is the part mm-hmm. where I noticed we were only 10 minutes into this episode. Yeah. And it felt like so much longer. It sure did. This, The next few scenes take up so much time. Yes. Um, speaking of the next
1: scene, uh, Mitch is talking to Bud for a while on the beach. And Bud is just making a lot of really weird, creepy comments about how bikinis are smaller now. And so the girls have less tan lines on them than they used to. Um, which I didn't like. And Uh. then uh, Mitch finally tells him why Ben uses a cane, which felt kind of weird because clearly Ben doesn't want this information being shared. Um, But it's because when he was on vacation, he was parasailing and saw someone drowning. So he unclipped himself from the parasail and dropped 100 feet and saved the person, but broke his hip.
0: I was like... A hundred feet, yeah that's that's insane, that's pretty high, yeah, like, I might expect half that, right, right, you know it's still it's still maybe gonna shatter your hip, sure, but like yeah, a hundred feet, yeah, really, okay, whatever, yeah, um, and so it's like now you understand why I'm confused about the arthritis though, mm-hmm. because why bring that up? If you're just you're perf- you have a perfect excuse here. Right. Always oh, hip is acting up because it's shattered. Right. And not like the episode shattered. Where <laughs> Mitch's spying gets shattered. Mm-hmm. And then he recovers almost immediately. Yeah. Why doesn't Ben cover, uh, recover immediately?
1: Yeah. Um, but after this, uh, we get a literally over three minute long montage which is just black and white footage of the Red Knights doing lifeguard stuff, set to Ordinary World by Duran Duran. Um, yeah, and it was so boring.
0: It's extremely boring. Uh, every Ben montage we've gotten in this show has been a flashback. Uh huh. Is also extremely boring. Yes. Uh, and this this song is also not the Duran Duran one, but the original song is is bad. Yeah. Like, This song song is called Our Day in the Sun. And you'll look at the lyrics here, Morgan, and you'll just realize how fucking long this is. Um, You can do all of it. You don't have to. If you do something, I recommend doing like Eddie Vedder voice. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you, you don't have to do all of it. It's just long.
1: All right. Let's uh, let's get into it. Time flies, gone too soon, <laughs> consequence of a reckless youth, still remember a paradise, the world waiting for you and I. Take a look, yeah, we had it all, on the ledge, but we could not fall. And that it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on about how great the past used to be. And memories can't be washed away.
0: Our lives had just begun. Um, And it's just, oh, my God. For reference, everyone, um, Mm -hmm. the way that this goes in my notes is that I'm copying it from the subtitles. Right. So each line is, you know, like a few seconds on the screen, then Mm -hmm. pause, and that's the next line. So this takes up 33 lines of notes. Yes.
1: Yeah, no, I, I timed the montage. It's literally like three, three fifteen. And it's just yes. like these very boring black and white shots of them just like standing on the beach and saluting or kind of running a little bit
0: for so long. It would have been so much better if they did like some sort of like 90s chalk drawing looking. Yeah. Kind of thing. Anything. Uh, but they you know they were they were embracing that season 1 like the weird 90s mm-hmm. kind of aesthetic haven't really been no. doing that as much they're like oh we're trying to go for art and i'm like you're not art you're baywatch mhm which um wow that's rude to baywatch sorry <laughs> baywatch i apologize it's true though but like i my assumption is later on they'll have to get back into that. I hope so. Because they want to be cool again. Yeah. And so they're like, we gotta do what's cool instead of what's already mm-hmm. Yeah. But our next scene is we cut to the knights mm-hmm. sitting at a table and they're talking about just how goddamn hot Ben was back yeah. in the day. And women would come to the beach, not to go to the beach, but just to swoon at Ben. Yes. And they called him the Bronze Savage. Um, why, why Savage? Yeah, no, I didn't like that. Um, the Bronze part is the tan, I assume. Right, right. No, that made sense. But the Bronze Savage? Like, what is he, like, Rod dogging? Like, again? <laughs> like, the assumption we, we've got is that he was a player. Mm-hmm. You don't need to call him a savage for it. Call him the bronze raw dog, you know? <laughs> that's a way better name than the bronze savage. <laughs> I wish I could be called the bronze raw dog. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean and, Yeah, it is better. Yeah, I they're gonna call me uh unfortunately like the Sonic Savage. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. The Sonic Raw Dog. <laughs> Oh no, uh that's that's unfortunate cuz I feel like there's actual porn of that. Probably. Oh, for sure. There oh, there is. There has to be. Mm-hmm. There's there's uh, without a doubt. Now, Ben says they still call him the bronze savage, which no. No they, they absolutely don't. do not. And but then all the guys come up and they miss Ben and it's kind of cute, but they do this like thing they're doing a lot in this episode which is like Family guy esque random stories are like yeah. oh remember that time we did this thing? Mm-hmm. And all the stories are like worrisome. They're all yeah. oh yeah on the lines of like, oh you did this thing and there are some women and then we found you waking up at a random village in Mexico Uh-huh. What what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah,
1: all it? of the stories are like the stories your creepy uncle tells at Thanksgiving and yeah. and everyone laughs awkwardly because they don't
0: know what else to do. There's a lot of awkward laughing in this episode. Oh, yeah. Especially from Alexander Paul.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all going to go to the Bahama Mama tonight. And, uh-oh, Summer finds out about this and is like, oh, no. They're all going to see my
0: mom sing, and she's going to get nervous. No, she doesn't even say that. She literally just says, we got to stop them, yeah. and then doesn't explain herself at all. Yes. So that everyone leaves, because she didn't say anything. Right. Which is... Honestly, in character for summer. Yeah, it's true.
1: Um, But then we go to the Bahama Mama and uh, we get to overhear a story from Cliff, who's like, boy, I'm sure glad none of us are lifeguards anymore, because I'm not sure any of us could handle the unisex
0: showers. And yeah, oh, they also talk about uh, uh, Bud says if Cliff knew there were going to be lady lifeguards, he never would have hung up his trunks. Which yeah, lady lifeguards—what a weird Oof. term! And the whole time, Alexander Paul is going, "Ha ha 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 ha!" It's mm-hmm. that's so
1: awkward. No, it's bad. Um, yeah, but then uh, Corky comes over and delivers the ultimate. Oh no! Uh, no, before that. Oh sure, sure. That,
0: um, two small character building moments. Mm-hmm. Um. And Jackie is nervous because there is a VP of a of a uh, Vice Star Records. Yes, there, uh, Vice Star Records is not real. Ah, and <laughs> uh, she she's like, oh, I could get her, like a recording contract if I'm really good. And I don't know. I don't think they're gonna really sign you from your one appearance at Bahama Mama. Yeah, probably not. But who knows? Uh, now, also, Annie hasn't picked out the name mm, yet. If it's yes, baby is yes. a boy. So Matt and Mitch both offer their own names at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. And then she says, "Mm, I'm thinking Eric or James. And Mitch then goes, James, James, (laughs) James. I don't understand what his vendetta is against the name James, but he hates it. He sure does. But then then Calhoun, he uh, he comes over
1: and delivers the the blow of the century. He really <laughs> puts these old lifeguards in their place by calling them the Red Tights.
0: Oh, world star, world star!
1: <laughs> and he says, "You don't rule the waves, um, man." <laughs> yeah, he's also like sixty, and it just feels really
0: embarrassing. <laughs> Like <laughs> it's, really, it's kind of funny when you say it like that. It's like all these 60 year olds and there's like the 60 year old bully. Yeah. And then the red tights. Yeah. Like, that feels very Gilligan's Island. Yeah. To me. It's just it's just very dumb. Even um, better is mm-hmm. Corky says, I have the memory of an elephant. And Bud says, and you have the breath of one, too. Yeah. God, <laughs> God, yep. these jokes. This And so Mitch explains who Corky is. Mm-hmm. He's, been, he's been tossed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, OK, so he's been tossed off by three generations. Sorry. Tossed off the beach <laughs> by three generations. Sorry. That was my mistake. Tossed off the beach mm-hmm. by three generations of lifeguards because Ben stole Corky's girlfriend, Miss mm-hmm. Cocoa Butter Tanning Oil, 1957. But then yeah, you get the only funny joke. Of this episode, which is Greg Grumberg, Greg Guntherberg, Greg Grundle. I don't know what his name is, uh, says, welcome the incomparable. And then he looks at his notes. "Uh, Jackie Quinn, (laughs) uh, which is just funny. Yeah, it's funny the way he does it. And then she dedicates a song to Ben.
1: Well, first she comes out on stage and says, everyone having a good time? And the entire crowd goes. Yeah. And like <laughs> three people clap. And it was extremely funny to me.
0: Um, I guess this scene is just funny. Yeah. For wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, but
1: then she starts playing the piano and singing. And she's pretty good.
0: Like, yeah. Morgan, I have the song for you here with oh. a bit of, of me interaction as well. Okay. And it also will require a bit of you um, improving. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm excited to hear what happens here. All right. Um, so, uh, Morgan, I have the lyrics here. Mm-hmm. It will require you to do some improv uh, and some me interaction. Morgan, uh, take it away.
1: Anything you ask, anything you dream of, it will surely come to pass. If only you will lean on all my love, for I will be here for you. Every time you call my name, oh, anything you ask of me, I am prepared to do for you. Anywhere you want me to go, I'll go. Anything you ask of me, I am prepared to do for someone who means everything to me.
0: Isn't that cute? She your new beach bunny? As deep as any ocean. Yeah, let the ladies sing. There's a love that stands up tall. Sing it, baby.
1: This time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
0: thank you for accurately doing noises that sound like singing, yet also fighting at the same time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, it goes on for a long time as Corky just keeps harassing Ben And then they start a bar fight that goes on for a while and eventually they throw him out. It's a funny fight scene, which we're going to rate
0: because it is a bar fight. It's true. It's Um, true. It's been a minute since we've had an actual bar fight. Right. And it's extremely, you know, actually, before I get into why it's funny. Morgan, on a scale of one to ten, where a ten is the Sonic the Hedgehog one Mm -hmm. fight scene, bar fight scene how would you rate this i would give this
1: like a seven or an eight i i think it was pretty solid i like a tiki bar as a setting i just like a tiki bar in general and Mm -hmm. i thought i thought the fight was pretty good it was over quickly which i appreciated um and you know it was was, yeah nothing too exciting how about you
0: i'm gonna give it a nine because i found it extremely funny that Matt is beating up senior citizens. <laughs> he's literally punches out men who are subscribed to AERP. Yeah. Like that is just buck wild funny to me. And then he's, he's so fight ready that he backs into Mitch and is like, Oh, I'm going to punch. Oh, it's just you Mitch. Okay. And there's like, they're thrown through tables. Wild. They're in their sixties or, or something, you know, like that's mm-hmm. wild. Uh so I had a lot of fun. It's not a ten because I wanted someone to do the wind up punch. Yeah. You know? That would have that would have put it to like an eleven, honestly. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's a nine. Yeah. Um but also, Morgan, mm-hmm. this is only halfway into the episode. Yeah. Luckily, however, uh nothing
1: happens in the second half. Yes. Um, <laughs> Cause there's one scene that's five minutes long. Where yes. nothing happens. Yes. Um But first off, uh, we have a scene where Ben remembers being able to run on the beach uh, and then Mitch shows up and Ben is mad that Bud started a fight because that's not what lifeguards do. But really, he's just mad about having to use a cane because it makes him feel like he's not a real lifeguard. And Mitch is like, don't worry, you're still just as valuable, even though you have a desk job. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of the whole scene.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's not doing a very good job convincing him that he's important. Yeah, no, it yeah. really isn't. Like, he shares the same job title as someone 30 years younger than him. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he's lieutenant. Yeah. And so is Mitch. I, or no, or is he captain? I don't even know what he's I'm not captain. sure. I I don't think they've actually said what he he is. Yeah, I'm not sure they have. Because he was lieutenant before Stephanie came Mm -hmm. with Mitch. And then Stephanie came in and was also lieutenant. Yeah, but they don't have Captain Thorpe anymore. He's chief. So it's just three lieutenants, no captain, I guess. I don't know enough about how lifeguard like
1: ranks work. But I assume it's, it's that just, you don't just have three lieutenants. <laughs> uh,
0: I feel like there's a good joke there somewhere, but I, I can't craft it. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But, like, honestly, Ben serves no purpose to the lifeguards. Like, he has knowledge yeah. that Mitch already has. Well, and, and he, mm-hmm. it's exemplified by the fact that he's in every sixth episode like right no one cares yeah. no one ben we want to tell you that you're as important as you were before 40 mm-hmm. years ago but actually what we want to tell you is nobody gives a shit whether you you're here or you leave mm-hmm. and honestly you not existing in our lives wouldn't change anything <laughs> that's what they're telling him pretty much
1: um but in in contradiction to that uh it's time for the reunion. Uh
0: oh god. Yeah,
1: where Annie we start off with Annie and Stephanie uh having a conversation and Annie's like, "Hey, I am pretty terrified about having this child." Um and Stephanie's response is, "Yeah, I know. Having a kid seems like a lot of responsibility." "Wow, thanks
0: Stephanie." Um she, she how she helpful. first off She first off Stephanie tells Annie she has a pregnant glow, mm-hmm. which wild. Uh, Two, um, after she says what Morgan just said, mm-hmm. Annie says, oh, but you take care of, like, 2,000 people on a beach, mm-hmm. uh, and one person is, like, an issue for you, and then she says a conversation which ends with, I feel that my biological clock is ticking. Yep. And then we get no payoff. hmm Yeah. Whatsoever. And I'm very, like honestly more shocked than like it's unfortunate that i'm used to the sexism yeah but like i was shocked by this i was like wait you're not going to address this Mm -hmm. at all you just want to be like ha stephanie you're old for a woman i know that's all they want to do that's it's fucking dumb yeah no
1: i agree um but then after this uh bud grabs mitch as he's walking by to tell him of A very long and rambling story that I only loosely understood about how he saw Marilyn Monroe on the beach, but then there was a shark somewhere, but there wasn't really a shark. Yeah. And then, you know, they uh, the day they found Marilyn Monroe's body, I resigned. And it was so I was dumb. so confused. I, I <laughs> literally rewatched this. I watched his story like three times. I was like, surely
0: I just missed something. No, it's just incomprehensible nonsense. He, he literally says when she died, what the dream was over, so I opened up a hardware store in Omaha. Right. What? He
1: Who thought does this if shit? he thought if he kept being a lifeguard, he would get to fuck Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> like <laughs>
0: What ah. the fuck? Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, he says it was before she got big. So maybe right. when she's big, she'll come back and be like, it was really that one lifeguard. I wanted I wanted to marry that guy. Right. It was and, but, it was so and, dumb. It's just all capped off by him saying, that wild, crazy thing I did, I regret it. For the rest of my life, I regretted it. And I'm like, yeah, because it makes no fucking sense. Yes. Yeah. He regrets that he did his
1: job and tried to make sure no one was getting eaten by a shark instead of hitting on
0: Marilyn Monroe while he was working. Like yeah, he regrets. He regrets saying that his lifeguard job was dependent on the mortality of Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so
0: fucking stupid. Um, and he, he tells this all to Mitch. Mitch goes. OK, yeah, and he says, remember, Mitch, you have the best job ever. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise or make you feel bad about your job. And It's like they haven't mm-hmm. this entire season. And he says, OK, well, not that out of the way. It's time to present an award. And Mitch goes, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they
1: stole a pair of Ben's swim trunks that he was wearing when they pantsed him in front of Grace Kelly. But it wasn't actually Grace Kelly. <laughs> And then, yeah, it was supposed to be it was Lana Turner, actually. Yeah. And this happened 30, 40 years ago. And uh, Cliff has just been holding on to Ben's swim trunks for 40 years um, and then decided to get them bronzed and present them to Ben because he is the bronze savage, as we get reminded of again. Um, (laughs) and the award is for not having slept with Grace Kelly. I was so confused again. It was all of this made
0: no sense. It's apparently the award is for being a good sport about pranks, I guess. But it also seemed
1: like like maybe the award was for being really horny. Like I was I
0: did. I. I didn't keep like your him. pants on. You can never take them off now. Yeah, sure. I don't. All of this scene mm-hmm. is like a fever dream, and like yes. it's only funny in when describing it on a podcast. Yes, it's not funny watching it. No, no. Um, like the the description version of this episode is a few points higher than the actual episode. Oh, definitely. Um, Now, mm -hmm. now, Morgan, you get to a scene that is so pointless. I have summed it up in two sentences. Yes. The next day, Mitch and Annie are walking on the beach and Annie goes into labor. Mm -hmm. He gives birth to a boy on the beach and Mitch delivers it with no umbilical cord. Yes. That's five minutes.
1: More than that, even. Like, yeah. The only other important and I say important, it's not actually important. The only other piece of information we get in this is that Ben was late to work, even though he got up at the crack of dawn. Yeah. Well, cool. also that Mitch can deliver babies. Well, this because- is as so this is the first time he's ever done it. But they learned how to do that in lifeguard school.
0: Yeah, that seems wild. Um, yes. It's, again, this is the first out of two parts of this episode mm-hmm. uh, that have real strong, I'm a doctor, well, he's a lifeguard energy. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, guys, you don't need to convince us. Mm-hmm. We're watching the lifeguard show. Right. Like, we're, we clearly get it and are like, we're not like, damn terrorist lifeguards, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> ruining our country yeah no no, no one's
1: thinking that um yeah it's just it's very dumb and it seriously goes on for like five or six minutes um yeah but we do learn that mitch was right when he said it was a boy so that's something um yeah
0: now also fun Mm -hmm. is annie is just up and walking around like it's completely fine yep the pregnancy the labor all happened within like Five minutes. Yep. Did it. She went from she went from her water breaking
1: to the child being born within five minutes um, and delivered in the sand with no drugs and Mitch doing the
0: delivery. She's 100 percent fine. It's just like, you know, that baby just slid out of there. Yeah. Mitch's arms. No umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. It's going on a, a slip and slide <laughs> in, into lifeguard school, right? Yeah. And they're back at the HQ. She looks like she's gotten weeks of rest. Yeah. Uh, she looks completely fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miss is just like, give me that baby. I'm gonna eat it. Well, I don't I'ma know. Maybe,
1: maybe if your birth only takes four minutes and seems to be completely
0: painless, maybe you don't That's- need a lot of bed rest afterwards. That feels like something that they would have written into like Twilight. Yeah. Fun fact, fun fact for the listeners who stuck around with us this long. Mm-hmm. Before we did, before we came up with the idea of this podcast, originally our idea for a podcast was to review the Twilight movies. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? I do vaguely remember this because we were talking about it. I still haven't seen any of them, but we're like, maybe we should watch the Twilight movies. And then I remember you saying, that's a good idea. But it also sounds a little dumb. And <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that kind of is." And I said, "Like a week later, like what about Baywatch?" Yeah, said, "Sure, why not?"
1: Yeah, it sounds about
0: right. <laughs> here we are,
1: eighty-three or something episodes later. This yeah. is, I believe, ninety-one.
0: Ninety-one of of main feed episodes. Yep, ninety. Oh my Morgan, when we get to episode 100, we gotta make a big deal out of it. Absolutely, absolutely. We gotta get we gotta get some some guests. Is that gonna be this season? Uh do, do, do I don't think so. I think Thunder it will be early Paradise? next season. Early um, Thunder in Paradise. We gotta get yeah. a bunch of random names in here to just give us a bunch of compliments and then we kick them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now, so Sandy so has a kid and she tells mitch you're the godfather uh i and you come to me on the day of my daughter's birth <laughs> i have i talked before about my issue with the term godfather i don't believe so uh it doesn't make sense in the way that most people use it because oh. the, do you know what the literal meaning of godfather is uh it's supposed to
1: be the person who like guides your journey with god right or like
0: something like that it's the person who's the witness to your baptism
1: okay
0: sure sure so like that's what godfather is supposed to be Mm -hmm. but then so it doesn't make any sense that people are just like you're the godfather i'm like i could just call you the uncle then i don't know (laughs) like what's what do you do as the godfather Mm -hmm. like i i have no like i have no comprehension of what A non-religious godfather is supposed to be in people's lives other than that's the crazy guy my dad is friends with or some shit. Like, Mm -hmm. do you have a godfather? Not that I know of. Can I be your godfather? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm older than you. It works. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Okay, so everyone, I am now... This is legally binding. Mm-hmm. I am now Morgan's godfather. <laughs> um, you should all refer to me as Godfather, Michael. Absolutely. From on. Absolutely. And Annie decides to name the kid Ben. Mm-hmm. After some jabron mm-hmm. name Ben. Truly um, wild that Ben was not
1: even in her list of names originally.
0: Yeah, well, she's like, look, it really... It was that the golden pants, the bronze pants. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought about that, and I was like, I want my kid to have some bronze pants. Learning that he flashed
1: someone who people thought was Grace Kelly, that just really cemented. Well, look,
0: I have nothing. <laughs> I, 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 I can't defend this. Yeah. You know, our next scene is Stephanie has a letter from Ben. Morgan, mm-hmm. I have this letter here. Oh. I'd like you to read it. Yes, please. Uh, please do some exaggerated... Voice. I don't know why it it did a line break after Get Wet. (laughs) But I kind of like that.
1: Dear Mitch and Stephanie, I hereby resign from the Los Angeles County Lifeguard Department, effective immediately. There comes a time in every man's life when he has to give up something he loves. I've loved every minute I've spent at Baywatch, and I'll cherish every memory. I'm just not up to the job anymore. A lifeguard who can't get wet is like a ball player who can no longer swing the bat. (laughs) It becomes a drain on the team And he ought to clean out his locker And let someone (laughs) younger and better take his place I always wanted to go out on top But I guess that just wasn't in the cards Sincerely, Ben Edwards
0: Wow, Um, what a horrible letter Yes, no, it's very dumb it's It's definitely written by someone who has not had to use any writing skills beyond case reports for 60 years.:
1: I specifically want to highlight the line: "A lifeguard who can't get wet is like a ball player who can no longer swing the bat that was so that you know, is the,
0: nonsense. The bat is your penis: yes, absolutely and and swing is actually not a swinging motion, mm hmm it's more like an uh, like a fencing ocean. Mm, yes, and, yes. And get what? It's get your wet. Uh, your EP, if you know what I mean. I was going to do that, but I was <laughs> like, I think Morgan's going to do that joke, and I'm glad you did. I'm glad we're in sync here. Yeah, um, yeah. And get wet. Um, he keeps I, saying I, that, and I, it. I didn't like it. Yeah, no, he he says it again mm-hmm. later in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, by later, I mean like in a minute. Yes. Um, it you can go into the shower. Yeah. It you can still get wet. Right. Oh, I hate saying that. Yeah, no, it was bad. Um
1: <laughs> But yeah, after uh, after this letter and kind of concurrently with it, we cut to Ben standing on the pier looking wistfully off into the distance when uh-oh, there's a boat whose engine doesn't work anymore and it's drifting too close to the pier. So Ben starts yelling at them to move the boat as the guy is very clearly trying to restart the engine. So I don't know what Ben's yelling is going to accomplish. Um, but because the boat is too close to the pier, the boat magnets inside of the pier cause the boat to tip over a bit and the kid falls Mm. in the water. Mm. So Ben very dramatically drops his cane and jumps in off the pier and saves the boy. Um, That's going to shatter his other hip. Exactly. Um, But then he goes to be wet under the pier for a while. (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) With the pier. My God, man, put it away. I know. Um, And then Mitch shows up to just like console him. And Ben talks about how. Kids these days are so have it so much easier being a lifeguard back in my day. It was so much harder and we had to be real lifeguards. And well, I was well, well, so checked out by this point.
0: Let's 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 go a little bit more into detail here. Sure. Ben says he's feeling better than ever. Mm-hmm. And Mitch goes, what happened? And he says, I got wet. Mm-hmm. I hated yep. that. Uh, then he says, Mitch says, did you try to kill yourself? And he says, not intentionally, which Wild statement. Yes. Then Mitch says, or he says, you know, it's like I was thinking of of a baseball player, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then Mitch goes, well, Annie hit a home run because she had a kid. It was a boy. And it was delivered by her godfather. And Ben asks if she's okay after Mitch did the delivery. Mm -hmm. And he says, of course, I'm a lifeguard. Which is, again, yes. strong, I'm a doctor, well, he's a lifeguard, energy. Absolutely. So then Ben tells Mitch some stories about when he had to get help someone give birth for the first time. Mm. We fade out an end to Ben's career, an end to the episode. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, yeah what an episode. Um, is it an episode? Who knows? Um, it's it's not not really um, it's not really much of anything. But let's talk about some IMDb reviews. Bomber flies up, gives it two out of ten. Tattles their review yet again. Baywatch and says instead of old guys talking, be creative. Do an entire episode in the past or something. Jeez. apparently. Summer's mom and old lifeguard Ben are close, even though they've never spoken. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Great job. Uh, Now, Sandcrab722 gives it a 2 out of 10 and says, Stage Fright. Okay. Mm -hmm. Their review says, A thing about parody is, dot, 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 line break, line break. It's supposed to be funny. Mm -hmm. Line break, line break. Jackie loves a good Woody but has performance anxiety like Domino Domino's Mitch delivers zero stars for brutal brawl of geriatric goobers. (laughs) Now, apparently this episode is a, has a spoof of chariots of fire. Uh, the, the flashback of the lifeguards running on the beach. Oh, sure. The chariots of fire scene, Mm -hmm. right? Which is the only scene I know of chariots uh, from chariots. Yeah. I've never seen that. Um, But, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is going through puberty a second time because you got recast, uh, and 10 is your parents are divorced, but it's okay because your dad is Abel Hasselhoff and he's the coolest. Morgan, how would you rate this episode?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's much like last episode, it's kind of just nothing. Uh, There's not a lot going on here, but I did like it better than last week, um, and I am going to give it an extra point just because we never have to see Ben again. Um, So I'm going to I'm going to give this one a five. I think this was a a pretty down the middle episode. Um, Nothing really great. Nothing super terrible. Um, And we don't have to see Ben ever again. So, yeah, I'm going to call it a five. Uh, And I'm going to say a five is the experience of getting to listen to a at the time fairly new Duran Duran track um, but also while you're doing it, you have to watch a boring-as-shit montage. Um, so, yeah. How about you, Michael?
0: Uh, I'm significantly harsher on this episode. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. Wow. Yeah, I, I was just bored.
1: Yeah. And I
0: would give it a five, but, like, I don't know. I, it's just something didn't click for me. Yeah. And, uh. I would give the description of the episode that we have done a five. Yes, uh, our podcast is a ten out of ten, of course. Absolutely, but but um, but the description makes it sound like it's a five. It's not for me. <laughs> um, I, I'm glad to not see Ben ever again. I, I don't like the character. Yeah, but there was just so much like. It's just you had to. You just skip through the pregnancy. You just skip through the montages. Mm-hmm. It's like twenty minutes of episode here. Yeah. No. seriously. It's nothing. Um, and I'm going to give a two point five. This recent tweet uh, that talked about the Wikipedia page for a list of television series canceled before airing an episode. Oh, I saw this one. And um, there's some great ones in there, like mm-hmm. the um, seriously, dude, I'm gay which is the 2004 yeah. show where two dudes had to out pretend they're gay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, then there's the ones where, um, they aired one episode before being canceled. Um, which has the Herman Cain show where <laughs> air one episode, yep. then he died of COVID. Yup. Uh, the Ford nation, which was mayor Rob Ford who mm-hmm. died. And then the classic, um, I still don't know how the BBC approved this one is Heil Honey, I'm Home. Yeah! The one where uh, Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun get an apartment next to a Jewish couple. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the real interesting one, I don't know if you saw there, was the, uh, the moment of truth. I was about you- to bring this up as well. Did you watch the, the, the clip? No, I didn't watch the, the clip. Even the description was, like, painful. So I watched it. It's hosted by the guy who hosts Temptation Island. Yep. um, Which is wild. Um, And, like, by God. Okay, so what happens is the the point of the show is you get asked, like, who wants to be a millionaire style some questions. And you take a polygraph beforehand and they pick a bunch of them and you have to answer them truthfully. Mm -hmm. And they're really invasive questions. Yes. Like, over the top. And this this episode specifically started with a warning of, like, this is the most uncomfortable I've ever been on television, and I didn't want them to air it, but capitalism sucks. Mm-hmm. So they aired it anyways. And so this woman comes out, and they start asking her a lot of questions about her marriage to a cop who looks like a Backstreet Boys backup dancer. <laughs> and uh, they basically ask her, like, are you happy in your marriage? Mm. She says, no, that's true. They Mm -hmm. bring out her Uh, ex-boyfriend. So you can, you can, the family can press a button for the question to not be asked. So um, the boy, the ex-boyfriend comes out and says, do you think, uh, uh, or he, so he asks on your wedding day, do you still have feeling did you still have feelings for me mm-hmm. and she's about to answer and her sister pushes the button and the husband goes I want to hear it and she says I don't want to hear it I don't know why anybody would want to hear it and so L. Wahlberg goes well we did prepare an alternate question what's your alternate question and the alternate question is do you think you got married to the wrong guy and you should have gotten married to me <laughs> Which yeah! is and they can't un- they can't stop that question and she says yes so yep. then like the husband's just like, you know what? Just go. Just earn the money. Just keep answering the questions. You know, mm-hmm. like, I have nothing to lose. You've ruined the marriage. Mm-hmm. So then if they find out she cheated on him mm-hmm. during during the marriage. And her parents are there also sitting next to the husband. Yep. Um, she's stolen money from an employer. Um in the past. She got fired for that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, She's faked orgasms, which is less yeah. bad. Okay, like that's whatever. Um, and then it finally ends on a lie where they ask her, do you think you're a good person? And she says, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nope, that's not true. <laughs> you don't think you're a good person. And so they ask her, why do you think it, it, it said it was false? And she says, maybe it's because i uh I thought for so long I wasn't a good person, and so there's still a part of me that thinks that and the husband's like nodding his head going, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, sure okay all mm, mm-hmm. all right yeah okay keep keep going, keep going obviously their whole their whole life is ruined, oh for sure um and she lost all the money
1: right like she- that's the that's the kicker is you only get any money if you successfully answer all. All of the questions,
0: truthfully. So she fucked her entire life over and got nothing. Yeah, and she could have stopped. You can walk away anytime. So mm-hmm. her whole family said, walk away at a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so like uh they should like two thousand two hundred thousand would be two hundred and fifty-two thousand. In today's money? I love the person who went back
1: in 2021 to edit the current value that that money would have been with inflation. That is yeah, I big know. Michael Eisen energy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It really—I was talking to someone the other day about inflation mm. uh, and, like, across currency, and you know, i like, how do you know that? And I'm like, okay, so the answer may surprise you. It's Baywatch. <laughs> and how, how, how does that come up in Baywatch? And I said, you, know, you got to listen to the podcast. You just, you got to yeah. listen. You yeah. Find out. Um, We're not giving away our secrets for free. But so she lost on her $200,000 question. Yeah. And she said the reason she kept going because she thought I might as well earn more money and become more famous. Yeah. You're not going to become famous for a good reason. Yeah, no. Right? So you know that whole experience of watching that was a two point five. Like mm-hmm. that, it's it's hard to watch, um, and I don't I don't like it. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of things I don't like, I don't know if I like the next episode or not. Wink. Or maybe I do know. Wink, <laughs> wink. Because maybe we've already recorded it. Who wink, knows? Wink. It's a mystery. But it's not a mystery what this episode is. Mm -hmm. And that next one is Coronado del Sol, part one. Mm -hmm. The Baywatch Wiki tells us the Baywatch lifeguards travel to San Diego's Hotel de Coronado for a week's vacation where Matt and Summer are haunted by a mysterious presence. CJ grows attached to an orphan dolphin at SeaWorld and falls in love with his trainer, and Mitch is stranded with his brother on the high seas when their sailboat capsizes. Wow. um, Sounds yeah. like a lot. Now, uh, the INDB description is, God, this guy's grammatical, erred, <laughs> parag- always give me a kick. Okay. As Winder, I've already fucked up. <laughs> Winders <laughs> is not a word. Okay. As winners of a duo scarab rescue competition, Matt and CJ, plus Mitch and Stephanie, it's also summer. I don't know why you left out summer, get yeah. to spend the weekend at the famous Coronado Hotel to demonstrate modern techniques to the local rescue services and budget restrictive authorities. Mm-hmm. While Matt enjoys the perks and CJ the nearby SeaWorld Dolphins and Hampson Trainer. Summer believes some strange events... What? Wait, what? So, <laughs> Summer believes some strange events sings from a ghost who even takes over her dreams. What? That's not Yeah. Mitch is shocked to hear that his restless brother, Buzz, who finally returned home, is planning to abandon his son, Kyle, to sail to New Zealand. I mean, that is a pretty shocking thing to find out. Yeah, hobie wants to take his same age cousin in who otherwise risks ending up in a foster home or orphanage Mm -hmm. um yeah absolutely wild um it will be a guest episode sure yes two-parter wow very exciting uh with that though morgan do we have anything else to say No, I think uh, I think that about wraps it up for us. In which
1: case, I will just say thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I am at Morgan P. Thrap.
0: I am at Snot Snit, S-N-O-T, S-N-I-T. We'll see you next week. And just remember,
1: you too. Can deliver a baby if you just get basic lifeguard
0: training. All you got to do is is wrap it. There's no umbilical cords don't exist. <laughs> so you just wrap it mm-hmm. and and wrap it and slap it. That's Oh, the yeah. And slap it. <laughs> Incidentally,
1: wrap it before you slap it. A great way to prevent having to deliver a baby on a beach.
0: Hey, yo.